So today on the podcast, we are going to go shallow and wide. So we're going to talk about a lot of topics, very short, maybe 60 seconds or less. We'll find out. Uh, we're wow, about, rapid fire topics. We're going to talk about a new library. We're going to talk about some new videos. We're going to talk about Kanye AI, elemental music, uh, some top April Fool's jokes that we saw and more. Craig, are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. So the first thing, uh, I don't know if you saw any good April Fool's jokes, but I saw a couple great ones. One of them was a Tesla April Fool's joke on Twitter, and it was them doing a crash test in the Cybertruck. But it was one of those never ending videos where they never hit the wall. And you've probably seen like GIFs of it where it's like a truck is about to hit some, some truck is about to hit this massive thing super fast. And then mm-hmm. just like, she keeps changing angles to a different angle where just it's like, like yeah, you're just building, su- yeah, building suspense, but it never happens. And it's so like, how does the video end? I don't, I haven't seen this, but how, like, does it just like, it keeps going and then there's no crash. The video just ends. Exactly. It's 36 seconds of them, like people's reactions and it just keeps getting right up to the wall and then not ending. So it's like, <laughs> it just starts over. I'll send That's it to you. That's pretty funny. I'll send it to yeah. you. It's cool. it's cool. But one of the replies was, just like the truck, it never arrives. Because wow. they've been like advertising this thing for three, four years. Is that Was that the one where he was like, the windshields don't break? And yes. then it was just like, whoops. Yeah. That should have been an April Fool's joke. I'm pretty sure that was also a prank. I, I don't know. He seemed a little, uh, <laughs> a little uh, surprised. Uh, uh, I don't know what happened. Um, you know, you know what April Fool's joke I did see is yeah. waves, waves oh, and their little the waves fiasco. <laughs> yeah, they they should have April Fool's that. I think you're that, totally right. That's a that would be genius. That might have saved them. Maybe like if they were to like, oh, April Fool's. Actually, we're just kidding. But <laughs> you know, people still probably would have been pissed off. That's really funny though. So yeah, waves did have an April Fool's joke of. Uh, running a subscription exclusive model and then backtracking. That was that slap yeah, guys. Yeah. They, yeah. They backtracked hard on that one because <laughs> there was so much blowback. Yeah. Last thing you want to do is piss people off. Right. Great job waves. <laughs> You'll really like this one. I think Duolingo, the language learning app released a fake trailer called love language. And it's a Peacock original film or Peacock original show that brings a bunch of singles together and they like try to fall in love with each other, but they all speak different languages. So uh, there's like a Chinese lady who is trying to date <laughs> an Italian man, like that kind of thing. And they mm-hmm. all have to spend time learning the other's language during the day. And then like you vote who's the best couple. And that's, is that a real show or not, or not a real show? That's as far as totally I can... sound, that totally sounds like a real show that would be on Peacock. Cause they all have, they have all those other stupid shows like, like, are you the one? Yeah. And it's like, here's the kicker. Their exes are going to be involved. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. It's like, okay. So or like basketball wives, like who, who cares about basketball players, wives? Come on now. Right. So, I mean, it's like Love Island or like any of those other dating yeah. kind of shows, but in the description of the YouTube video, it says love language is coming soon. Or is it? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'd watch it. That sounds pretty funny, actually. They're, it sounds really funny. And the trailer is amazing. I'll have to send you the trailer. It's really, really good. Like, well done. Well shot. It looks like a real trailer. I bet you there's probably going to be a bunch of people commenting on that. And yeah. they're going to be like. They end up so, making it. So is this happening or what? 
There are tons of people in the comments. I really want this to be an actual show. I believe it because that sounds hilarious. <laughs> um, so that was one of my favorite April Fools of this year. The other one that slapped was Audio Imperia. I don't know. You sent me this one. Oh yeah, the uh, the new soloist. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah, they did a an a was it automaton? Is that how you call it? Yeah, automaton. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they did a walkthrough. It's pretty funny. I like the the way that they edited edited it. It was pretty funny. But yeah, like the trailers, like super serious. You know, it's kind of like like I always love a good spoof. You know, uh-huh. kind of like Same. like what we kind of like what we did like with the flatulence thing, where it's just kind of like you you make it to where it seems super serious, but it's like really dumb at the same time. Like I yeah. remember when I was like doing the voiceover for like the trailer thing, it was just like like how stupid can I make this? Right. Like when can I ever say you can finally say your music is the shit? Yeah. With flagellists. I was just like, I'll never get to use that line ever again. That's probably true. So they did a automaton and they they built it up like this is our new solo vocalist kind of thing. And yeah. it's like game changing. And this is going on all your tracks. And it's a free contact player library for 6.71 or later. And yeah. uh, it sounds good. It, I mean, they they made it work in the trailer for some epic music. And I know you've seen a uh, automaton, but it's a Japanese yeah toy sort of instrument that looks pretty funny with a mouth that opens at the bottom when you play yeah, so it's it. like ah, ah. <laughs> like it just makes this like weird sound <laughs> it sounds like almost like a kazoo uh it's a very strange harsh tone yeah one of the things i thought was funny in the video was um he was like playing this track you know this like very cinematic sweeping track and then it's like all right now let's put the automaton on there and it was just like ah, like all this <laughs> Like just didn't even go with it. Yeah, it but I, I I thought that was pretty funny. It's just like like now let's hear it with the automaton. And right. it's just it's just wacky. It's just gold. I enjoyed it. So there's a site called AprilFoolsDayOnTheWeb.com, which is quite the site, and it looks like a early 2000s sort of website. It looks bad. It looks like Craigslist. Oh wow, it's just like blank, like boring text. Yeah. But I mean, it does the job. So it's April Fool's Day on the web, and they have an archive going back to 2004 of every April Fool's joke per year that happened on the internet. So for the top 20 highest rated jokes of 2023, we have the official Sonic the Hedgehog visual novel where Sonic is dead. That was from, oh my God. That was from Steam. <laughs> We've got Explaining Life, which is a YouTube channel. They dropped a video that explains facts about all aspects of life, explaining how life isn't actually real. This is true. I didn't watch the video, but you understand. Like, woke Jet GPT cancels itself. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese wedding packages throw the party of your childhood dreams for grownups who are young at heart. <laughs> uh, Little Caesars came out with ads for corn on the cob crust pizza. Oh, nice. And that's how I found the... Uh, Duolingo love language show, which was an amazing trailer. I'd eat some corn pizza. Corn pizza. Bring it out. Corn. Corn. Corn encrusted pizza. <laughs> or like, uh, imagine they put corn inside the crust where you like, you know, like normally like you open it and there's like, oh, like cheese crusted pizza, but you just tear it and it just corn just falls out all over the floor. You're like, what the hell's <laughs> what are you doing to me? I could see that being a good gimmick. Corn stuffed crust. Corn stuffed crust. The new corn stuffed crust pizza from Little Caesars. I was going to say Pizza Hut, dude. That's a Pizza Hut thing all the way. Oh, yeah, that is. Pizza, pizza. So something that I read last week that I've been thinking about is you're not advertising to a standing army. 
you're advertising to a moving parade. Hmm. And I think composers should think about that as well when you're like promoting your music or trying to get your stuff out there or sending a cold email or whatever. People are not just standing there listening to you and they hear you every single time you throw something out there and they get tired of it, right? It's actually mm-hmm. a moving parade and you're trying to capture the attention of these people moving through space and time. Mm-hmm. And if you think of it like that, then there are people out there listening to this podcast who don't even know about flatulence, dude. What's wrong with them? That's why we have to talk about it because this is a <laughs> this is a four-year-old library. I believe we did this in 2019 for April Fools. It's a real wow. library for 5.5 contact full version, of course. And it's the new industry standard in gaseous sound design and odoriferous <laughs> instrumentation. Odoriferous. Odoriferous. Odor odorification. Yeah, instrumentation. Damn. Has it really been four years? Damn, at least. Realize. This explosive new library will rip through your tracks with percussive sound effects and potent atmospheres. And the copy is just absolute chef's kiss. Perfect. So go read it and then go buy this library because you never know when you need to make these massive Brahms. Yeah. Bratwurst Brahms. Bingo. Whenever you got to drop some farts on your track. Spencer's demos is also pretty genius. Right. It's fantastic. That's that's why that's probably one of my favorites. This part says, have you dreamed of playing hundreds of farts as individual chromatic musical instruments? Of course you have. And now you can have a little ditty jingling in your head right now. Well, now imagine it played by farts. Picture it now, ladies and gentlemen, the future is now and the power is yours. Yes, dude. It's, you know, it's funny. It's like when I was a kid, I always wanted a fart machine. I don't know why, because I was like always into just like doing like stupid little pranky things or like wanting to just like, you know, because whoopee cushions, you know, you got to be quick with that yeah. but a fart machine. You know, you just set it somewhere and it's. I mean, know. now kids have have apps, right? And they don't even use those probably. Yeah, but it's not the same. It's not the same. See, I'm old school, man. Yeah, or, you're right. Or it's got to be. It's got to be know. analog. Good, clean fun right there. So Austin Cleon, one of my favorite writers wrote an article on AI as an intern. So he had Kevin Kelly visit him in the studio in Texas. And um, he said, I asked him to tell me about AI, something I'm not terribly interested in. And uh, he says, one of the pieces of Kevin Kelly's advice is, for a great payoff, be especially curious about the things you are not interested in. Which I thought was a funny sentence. Like (laughs) things that like kind of turn you off, you should maybe take a closer look at. But he told me that AI right now is like having a little assistant to boss around and make you some stuff so you can say, most of this is garbage, but I can use this part and you've given me something to work or work with or against. And uh, that's kind of what we were talking about last podcast with an AI intern of like the ozone mastering assistant. It's like, Mm -hmm. you're fired. Yeah. Uh, What are you doing? This is trash. (laughs) Right. It's not what I asked for. They're like, well, you're not paying me and who cares? Yeah. But I like it as a starting point, and I think um, I think that's definitely like the use case right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like I mean, I I could see that's you know when people talk about the whole AI and music production and stuff like that, I could see more composers using it as kind of like just kind of getting ideas. Yeah, because even like certain libraries that are like phrase based, you know, or things like that, doesn't necessarily mean that you know it's cheating or it's like when people talk about loops or whatever, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, that's cheating. 
and is it? I mean, it's really how you use it, you know, if you're getting inspiration or, you know, maybe make your own loop based off of something else or whatever. Yeah. I think usually a lot of times it's just like a speed factor. Like, oh, this thing's already like, it's got this and then like some high percussion or whatever. And you're like, all right, all right, it's done. Right. You can start with the building blocks and you can add on to it and yeah. add effects and make it your own. I mean, we're all starting from like sheets, like shortcuts and technology mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> computers. Like there's that uh, that famous story about the guy who starts out as a drummer and then he becomes a goat farmer because he like takes it, keeps taking it one more step in the, in the cycle. So he's like, uh, I gotta, I gotta make my own toms, like my own heads for the toms. Mm-hmm. And so he like ends up raising goats instead of playing drums. Yeah. It's like, you're, you're trying to go so far back that you're not even doing what you wanted to do anymore. It's funny. That's kind of like how it is with people who get into a field like, Oh, like I want to start, you know, making music on my computer. And then you know, this is kind of like, kind of like uh, how I started doing it too. Oh, and then you start checking out all these different things and then you start doing like reviews of stuff. And then, then you get into video and then you start learning how to do video. And then you're almost like not even doing music anymore. You're more like just a video reviewer person. That's exactly right. Yeah. And then you're like, I don't have time to to make music anymore because I got to make all these videos. Like when I see a lot of YouTuber people like Gerald Undone or people like that, they're like, you know, most of the time they're just getting so much gear. They don't even have time to really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's just, I got to learn how to use this thing and understand it and then talk about it and get my little royalty percentage from people who click the, you know, the affiliate link or whatever. Yeah. And then you turned it into your own little factory prison. It's like people who are like cinematographers or into like filmmaking that get into doing YouTube and then they're not even making movies anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this quote is gold. So I'll just read it. It says, I thought using loops was cheating. So I programmed my own using samples. I then thought using samples was cheating. So I recorded real drums. I then thought that programming it was cheating. So I learned to play drums for real. I then thought using bot drums was cheating. So I learned to make my own. I then thought using pre-made skins was cheating. So I killed a goat and skinned it. I then thought that was cheating too. So I grew my own goat from a baby goat. I also think that's cheating, but I'm not sure where to go from here. I haven't made any music lately. What with the goat farming and all. <laughs> Pretty much. And yeah, I mean, you, you do have to kind of draw your line in the sand of what uh, what you're going to use and what you're where you're going to start. Yeah, because I think there's a certain level of people getting too hung up on certain things. It's It's like when music was starting to be more like or made more on computers and then right. you get a lot of people that are just like oh that you know like with electronic music and all that everyone's like oh this is this is where the world's going and there's no genuineness about you know the music process anymore or something yeah. and now it's just part of you know what everyone's used to it's kind of the norm now mm-hmm. and i think that's where like the whole ai thing is going to play in it's just going to become just another thing like you know people talking about chat gpt or or whatever the hell I think it's just going to be a normal thing that people are used to hearing. It's not going to be that big a deal. Everyone gets scared of stuff at first. That's just normal. It's just how people are there. Most people are scared of change. Yeah. So once people become normal with it, it's just like, you know, like when COVID happened, you know, everyone was freaked out. They didn't know 
where things were going to go. Bands weren't playing live anymore, and now bands are playing live again. And mm-hmm. you know, it's just be kind of it just became sort of a normal part of the the lingo. So people will always be scared of things, but people will always adapt and move on. And there'll be some new thing that'll come out and scare them, and then yeah, they'll get used to that. And there's always something new to be scared of. Yeah, take comfort in that. Yeah, take comfort in fear because get, get used to it. You're gonna you're gonna be scared a lot, and you'll overcome and become you'll come out the other side a better person. Hey, that's beautiful. Have you seen this Kanye AI thing? Kanye AI. Yeah, Kanye's canceled, but the AI is not. AI is <laughs> popping off. So I gotta send you this video. Um, this guy says I made a Kanye song with AI. Music has changed forever, which is you know a little dramatic, but you gotta be for those clicks. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a Google Collab link, and it uses your GPU and starts just like cranking. And then there's a Kanye AI model link that he posted. You record your own audio, so wrap some new bars in whatever horrible style you've got. And then <laughs> you uh, upload your audio to this Google Collab, and then it spits it out with Kanye's voice. So whatever your lyrics are is now Kanye's voice rapping it. And it's pretty legit, dude. Um, Obviously it's going to, it's like as bad as it's going to be. So in the future, uh, an artist like the weekend or Bruno Mars could just be like, "Uh, yeah, could somebody else record these lyrics? Like it's going to sound like this. And I want it to sound like he's got three or four albums of music that the AI can just, just like crank through and track what he sounds like and his little pitch fluctuations. And he's, he does these kind of runs and then it will generate a uh, artificially intelligent version of it. Wow. I should start doing that for walkthroughs. I'll just do all the voiceover, take all the audio and just make it to where it sounds like Kanye West. Actually, no, I will not do that. If they did one for like, James Earl Jones or something, or like uh, Morgan Freeman. There you go. That would be uh, no, fun. you know who it has to be? Hmm. Gordon Ramsay. Oh, wow. Too easy, right? This, this library is incredible. <laughs> uh, yeah, either that or Matthew McConaughey. That's your two go-tos. Oh, no, 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 no. Those dudes can sell. They're good yeah. salesmen. Yeah. Just like sell, sell everything like it's the Lincoln. <laughs> like yep. like like every this 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 library it's you know it's very you know transformative you know it, it takes yeah. you back but it it goes forward at the same time you know or the the whiskey I don't know why but I like that <laughs> they're like well that's all he needs to say and yeah. they probably sold millions of dollars worth of whiskey just because <laughs> yeah Matthew McConaughey I want to hear him and Rob Dyrdek talk because every time I hear Rob Dyrdek I I can't help but think. He's doing a Matthew McConaughey impression. That's funny. And, and a lot of times when he he talks, he, he almost has that same kind of like philosophies or something like, you know, it's like everything is moving, moving. And it's like, you got to find your rhythm, you know? It's like, I'm just like, dude, you're McConaughey's little bro. <laughs> Mini McConaughey. Mini McConaughey. That's gold. Bada bing, bada boom. The last, the last chat GPT thing we will talk about today is a chat GPT bot for buy it for life. So I don't know if you've heard of this subreddit, but it's called buy it for life. And people just mm-hmm. post stuff that you can buy for life on it. And it'll last your whole life ideally. So they'll buy like 
toasters from the 1970s or they'll buy like a pair of work boots that their dad passed down to them and that they're still wearing like 40 years later. So Mm -hmm. stuff that is really well made, hopefully not too expensive, but like price isn't necessarily a factor. And Mm -hmm. so someone compiled all the information from this Reddit, from the subreddit and put it into a bot. So you can search recommendations for hiking shoes or what's currently the best dishwasher for home use or best affordable socket set. And it will give you all of the compiled results from buy it for life. Oh, wow. Which is pretty cool. And it's a good way to kind of shortcut getting immediately to what you should buy. If you don't, if you're not passionate about researching every single socket set out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. It's funny how you get into wanting to buy something and then you just end up like doing like way too much research and you're just, just, like, <laughs> just over optimize. Yeah. But, but companies take advantage of that now because people are just like, Oh, I'll just go, go to whatever store and I'm just going to go buy whatever. And it's crazy how TVs especially like do not last like they used to. Right. Like the TV that we have, uh, my girlfriend got years ago. It's, it's a, like an old Vizio, you know, back when, TVs were actually like about like that thick. Yeah. I don't know if you can see this on the camera like like this. Now TVs are like, I don't know, as thin as a pencil. But this thing still holds up. Like there's other TVs we got where like in a year it just died. Yeah, just gone. Yeah, but this one's still holding strong. I'm just like, because we've talked about, you know, getting another TV or like maybe a little bigger one or something. But it's just like, can't justify it. This one's still, <laughs> still kicking. Yeah. So the day that it... Bites the dust, then I'm just going big, son. I'm getting like 80 inch TV. Just okay. Never leave the house. Just watch the Dark Knight on it. <laughs> what? <laughs> the dark. <laughs> watch the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. You just watch oh, Dark Knight I on said, repeat. I thought you said the Dark Net. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> the Dark Net. No thanks. No, no, no. I would never. The next thing, little fluffy piece that I found is, uh, what do the elements sound like? And this is from the American Chemical Society, but you didn't know that was a YouTube channel, but they have 50,000 subscribers. And in chemistry, we have sodium and helium and oxygen and all sorts of uh, table of elements. Mm -hmm. And this young man uh, from Indiana University has given them sounds. So he's using the light spectrum of each element and then turning those to pitch. And it's a very short video. It's 220. But you can hear what oxygen sounds like. And his claim is that you can memorize the table of like the periodic table better with some sounds going on. But I think there's also some musical use cases. And uh, it's a little bit sciencey for us to be talking about on this podcast. But if you're interested in what the elements sound like, you can watch this video and we will link it. It's like if Walter White made music. Yeah. What does blue meths? What does blue meth sound like? Mr. White got some blue, man. We have a new library out this week. It is the Solo Duduk. And I don't know how much you knew about the Duduk before we started messing with this one. But I knew almost nothing about it. Uh, so let me tell you some stuff that I that I found out while I was writing this ad copy. All right. Uh, it's an ancient double reed wind instrument. It is over 2000 years old. Uh, we have like paintings 
and things where the dudes are playing these duduks. Uh, it's made from aged apricot wood. So typically they will age the wood for eight years and then use just the stem of the apricot tree to make these duduks. It's like, it started out where the whole instrument was just a big reed, a double reed. And then that kept breaking over and over again because reeds are very fragile. Mm. So they were like, let's figure out a way to change this instrument. So they ended up making this wood pipe and then the reed attaches to it. And so you can Mm -hmm. replace the reed easily, which is smart. Yeah. The wood, the apricot wood is traditionally chosen for its soft, pleasant feel and rich, warm resonance. And if you've heard this instrument, it creates mournful timbres and expressive dynamics. It sounds a little bit like a wailing voice. Mm -hmm. Um, It's indigenous to Armenia. So the thing about duduks is they're commonly played in pairs. So the first player will perform the melody and then the second player just holds a steady drone, typically a C, like a C note or a D note. Mm -hmm. And they call the drone a doom. D-U-M. So when they're when they're playing, they you see duduks being played at like funerals and weddings and any sort of event. It's like a very familial affair. And the Armenians are very proud of the duduk. It's a uh, cultural instrument for them. In recent years, the duduk has gained popularity through film scores. And so it was in Gladiator. It was in The Last Temptation of Christ. It was in Avatar, uh, Blood Diamond. Dune, Hotel Rwanda, and many more. And so our solo duduk that just came out this week was recorded in a large hall with three mic positions. we got close, mid, and far. And we've got clean sustains, vibrato sustains, true legato, staccato, expressions, effects, and phrases. So you can basically feel like you are performing a solo duduk without actually having to be able to play it. Yeah, yeah. I really like the phrases in the... In a my demo that I did, it was kind of is very Dune inspired. Yeah, and like it's it's cool because like in that score, there's a lot of Duduk in there, and I use the since the phrases you can have them to where they they sing or they're variable. I set it to variable and just like made it to where it stretched all the way down, so they're very drawn out. And okay, like, like a little elongated. bit more, yeah, elongated and more dramatic because it's very just kind of you know, I wanted to have that very moody kind of that kind of sound and it worked really well for that and there's a lot of really cool phrases in there and and all the other articulations that you would expect but yeah, yeah it's, it's got a, it's got a, a very unique sound i liked it it's very soulful it has yeah. a lot of uh character to it like um in avatar the last airbender one of the characters uses like he pulls out this instrument and plays it all the time and it's based on a duduk like they recorded a duduk and then kind of messed with it on like for the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the same thing with Dune, they used a Duduk, but then kind of like morphed it in post to create uh, a new instrument. Yeah. I believe the, uh, the, the, the flautist for that, I think he even like made some custom ones out of like PVC pipe to like elongate it. Yeah. Cause there was uh, some aspects of it where, Hans Zimmer was asking him to almost make it sound like it can play vowels and <laughs> right. sort of like, like if, if wind could have vowels or whatever. So he had to let this like, like a lot of these like really kind of morphing breathy sounds using the instrument. Yeah. And yeah, it's, 
pretty it's a pretty unique approach like when someone tells you something like that like all right make make it sound like it can do vowels like what and then then you try to figure out how to do it i mean it's Hans zimmer he's asking you to do some unique thing he's asking you to move mountains you just say how high yeah you're just like all right let me uh inject some steroids real quick let's go ahead and move that mountain so you just released a video with a fantasy style track and you had some scores that you were inspired by and you had this whimsical thing so tell me tell me about that video yeah so that was a track that i wrote actually a while back i think it was around the time that we either did hyperion strings micro or elements but i wanted to revisit it because i never did a walkthrough video for it i just did uh, just a short demo and i went back made some tweaks uh, I also used Hyperion Brass on it because back then we, Hyperion Brass wasn't out yet. So yeah. I was like, oh, you know, since I, I did it with using the Symphony Series Brass that we did with Native Instruments, I revamped some stuff, tweaked some things, you know, went back with a fresh set of ears and and just gave it a little upgrade. Cause, yeah, a little facelift. You know, yeah, I gave it a little facelift and, and all that. And uh, yeah, it was really fun because uh, I, I really like a lot of whimsical style scores or or scores that that have that kind of sound like mr mcgorium's wonder Emporium is like one of my favorite soundtracks alexander desplat mm-hmm. so, so good and the, um, the movies doesn't slap but the score does in my the score slaps yeah i've never seen the movie i think oh, i actually classic. started yeah you know how i roll I watch, i'll <laughs> listen i'll listen to every soundtrack and like oh yeah so you like the movie i'm like never seen it right but the score is fantastic also uh gamba which is by benjamin wallfish very fun sort of animated adventure orchestral music uh, it's i wouldn't say it's very like whimsical in in that in that sort of way but it's very fun to listen to kind of like if you like stuff like uh you know how to train a dragon or in those like you know very just it's an adventure adventure orchestral yeah. stuff yeah that's really really cool and and um oz the great and powerful by danny elfman big danny elfman fan as people probably know already but yeah i wanted to sort of make a track that kind of had little little elements of of all of them and some you know some people might be able to pick out the stuff but it's more of kind of like going through my lens as far as like how how i write and i wanted to have something that you know just sounded very kind of like i mean because the track i called it a world of wonder because i wanted it to feel like like if you let's say you know like alice in wonderland or you know like you you wake up and you're in this like completely different land or you know like wizard of oz or you know that kind of thing wizard yeah wizard of oz is good it reminded me of uh like charlie and the chocolate factory or like willy wonka and the chocolate factory when they first get in and they see all the candy everywhere and it's just like mm-hmm. so exciting it's like it's a it's a welcome to a new place exactly yeah and that was that was sort of the inspiration for it and like in the very beginning of the track it was very inspired by Mr. McGorm's Wonder Emporium, like, cause it, like, you know, that sort of thing. And just a lot of like little, little notes playing off of C, C Lydian and stuff like that. Like it is just like, eh, just trying to have that sort of intro musical feel. But yeah, like the very beginning of uh, Mr. McGorm's Wonder Emporium, like it's so good. Like that really has that sort of like magical feel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's really cool. But yeah, that was, was a fun track. You know, I talk about some of the reverbs that I used. I used the, the Simplicity Berlin. Really really cool reverb, actually. Like, the thing I like about it is that it has these different sections. So if you're like, oh, here's my violins, you know, and you select violins. I don't I don't know 
every little detail about it, but it I do like how it places the instrument back. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things I, I really liked about when I first started using that reverb, especially because uh, the solo violin, the the phrases and and the other like little trim staccatos that I used from that library, because that library was recorded very dry. And when you hear like the A and B from it, it's it's completely different. It's like you, it sounds like you have a player in your room. <laughs> yeah. It's like that dry, like if, or if you had them in a booth and you're just hearing them come straight out of your speakers. Or your ears are like right up to the violin. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it's, it's cool to use the Berlin Studio Reverb and it really does a, a good job of placing it, you know, do a little bit of panning and stuff. And I, cause I don't know if by placing it in those sections where it's like on the left, how it does like the, the wall reflections, mm-hmm. it, it, it does a very good job of having that realistic sound. Automagically. You know? Yeah, and I talked about using the the mixing assistant from yeah. Ozone. Yeah, because we were talking about that, so I wanted to experiment with that. So yeah, if you want to, you know, watch how I how I wrote the track and kind of broke it down from the inspiration and mixing and all that sort of thing, and how I combine different instruments and all that kind of stuff, definitely Craig, check that out. Craig's dropping the knowledge. He's he's dropping the secret sauce. So it's a it's a great way to kind of get like a start to finish of how someone makes a cue. Yeah, it was fun. So you also did a Dune style track and you got remarkably close in my opinion. It sounds really cool. It's like very atmospheric. Uh, if you've seen the the new Dune movie, it is uh, a big score, lots of reverb, lots of synths. Mm-hmm. And uh, so talk to me about that. What'd you use? Oh, thanks. Yeah, so f- for this track, I, I try to keep it very minimal. So a lot of the heavy lifting of the atmosphere is really coming from Quadril. I had nice. a couple different tracks. One has some, I can't remember what category it is. Maybe because one of them, I think I was using more of like the bass and brass sounds. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was like more, I th- might've been like maybe more of like the shimmery stuff, but yeah, I wanted it to start off and have this very kind of like thin sort of synthy sound and then adds a little bit more weight as the track moves on uh with that score there's a lot of human elements yeah from the research you know i, I watched the interview with han zimmer and he was talking with some of the different uh people that he worked with like the vocalist really awesome vocalist like she's she's pretty crazy has really powerful sound so i used Francesca with that too, the bombastic phrases from Voices of Gaia, because it's just like immediately when when I was wanting to do a demo, I was like, all right, I think I'm gonna go go a little bit in the Dune, in the Dune style. I thought it'd be fun to to do something in that style. Mm-hmm. And I immediately wanted to use Francesca because those phrases are just very fitting for that. Yeah. She has a very powerful and uh unique voice in that way. And I thought it would fit really well. Uh, use some cylindrum on there, which is was a hand-built instrument. Experimental custom instrument. Yeah, so I thought, oh, that'd be kind of cool. Because in the score, you can hear these, you know, these like boom, like these really close up front drums. But the, I did it a little differently. I tried both ways, um, but I really liked the sound of of that instrument with uh, some black hole reverb on it. Even though it's it's not exactly like the Dune score, it's sort of, you know, it's inspired by it. So, yeah. You know, I wanted to kind of give it my own vibe, and I used uh, auto pan on there too. So, like, you can hear some of the drums just kind of going back and forth and panning. 
So it sounds like it's like doo, 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 like this like this crazy sporadic you know drum drum hits and stuff. And what else did I use? Got some glitch hair. Oh yeah, I got some some glitch hair on there for this this uh, subby kind of kick sound because in the score there's also some of these like you know, like there's parts where it builds up more and more. So I I took a little little inspiration from that. There's also some choirs since he was saying, you know, like if the future, obviously people think, oh, like sci-fi or futuristic or spacey or whatever, you know, John Williams did more orchestra, but it's like, would this sort of place, would it have that kind of music? Yeah. So, I mean, there's other stuff on there. Like they did stuff with like bagpipes. I didn't do anything with anything like that, but uh, the the vocal elements there's some parts where it sounds like these kind of aleatoric choirs or little vocal chants and stuff so i used some of the the choir the choral effects from requiem and olympus slick and i thought you know towards the end it has this kind of build and i wanted to use those because i i thought it sounded neat in context it almost because it's very atmospheric it's not like a lot of percussion going on it's very it's more about creating just the this big atmosphere and you know i, I tried to not necessarily like rip the score or do anything yeah. like composing just like it, but, but yeah, it, it was fun. I, it, it's cool to see how big of a atmospheric sound you can get with very limited stuff. Cause quadrilles doing a lot of the, the heavy lifting on that stuff. So thank you, Nathan, for making, for making yeah. those sounds. Of course. And with quadril, like you're not really supposed to remember what category you used. It's just like, randomize until you find something you like the sound of and then use that. Like, I don't think anyone's like, Oh, I used blankety blank preset. It's just I actually uh, didn't use any presets. I, I straight up like loaded it <laughs> and I turned off the, the X, Y. Yeah. And then I just was cycling through and until I found a sound that had the sound or tone that I wanted. Like I said, I wanted to have more of like a higher shimmery synthy sound and then like a more lower bassy one kind of coming in so it just kind of starts to feel a little bit more like it's like impending something happening yeah so and it's cool because you know since it's got the four layer xy stuff i actually had two two different layers loaded up with sound so like one's a little like higher and shimmery and it's like so it has a lot of that sort of spacey movement which i i always like yeah but yeah it was a, it was a fun track and if you want to check out the breakdown we'll have that on our YouTube by the time this is out. So today should be should be on YouTube if you want to watch Today is the day to watch all kinds of composing videos. Today is the day. Um, and with that, we can move to our recommendations section. So my first recommendation is the Outlive book. This is a book I've been reading that just came out last week. It is by Peter Atiyah. And it is just all about longevity. So he talks about how your lifespan is from the time you are born to the time you die, but your health span is how healthy you are through that entire span of time. And the book is all about increasing your health span as much as possible. So instead of having like a really hard, sad decline as you get older, you can maintain health through things like exercise and sleep and diet and no surprises, no big surprises, but um, it's a it's a thick boy. It's a uh, it's a big book, and I'm working my way through it, and it's very solid. I would recommend that to anybody who cares about uh, 
healthy living. Nice. It's a beefy read. It's a beefy read. <laughs> um, I recently came across a new free plugin from Aurora DSP called Invisible Verb Pro. Yeah, you sent and, it to me, which I always appreciate. Yeah, so it's a free plugin. It's uh I think I believe it was recorded in like a anechoic chamber or something. So that's interesting. I haven't had too much time to play around with it, but you know, free plugin. Free reverb. Can't get enough. Yeah, you can't go you can't, everyone likes reverb. When you make your Kanye rap, you need a reverb that goes on there. Exactly. So, there you go. <laughs> We're looking forward to hearing what our listeners come up with for Kanye. Um, The last thing that I will talk about is the Mimi Page expansion pack of effects presets. So Mimi Page Light and Shadow is a uh, ethereal, uh, atmospheric solo vocalist library. She is a mezzo-soprano, alto. And um, she recorded all sorts of light phrases and sounds and like movement and shadow phrases and sounds and movement and um recently she just did 20 new effects presets for the library so if you own the library it's a great time to download this optional expansion pack of presets called ethereal echoes one through 20 and you can check out what they sound like on the youtube video but it may refresh your memory that you own the library it may refresh your memory that uh it's got some really unique and interesting sounds that are very plug and play. Like uh, as far as track starters, there's, I mean, you're ready to roll with some of these, just Mm -hmm. here we go. And then add a drum beat, add some bass, and you got something really cool going on. Yeah, I really like that library. I've I've used it in a a few different Sound Iron Session videos where I I think I also did another sort of uh, cinematic fantasy kind of track a long time ago that actually uses... Mimi Page Light and Shadow. And yeah, it's a really cool library. There's a lot of awesome sound design that she did as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like a not just a solo vocal library with, you know, some phrases or like ahs and oohs and all the all the vowels stuff that you would expect from our solo vocal libraries, but there's a lot of really cool sound design. Yeah, and she did a yeah. nice blend of uh, ambiences and vocals. Yeah, so really cool. Yeah, really cool library and really cool expansion pack. So if you do own it, should definitely get it and if you don't own mimi page light and shadow should definitely check it out yep watch some videos listen to some demos Mm -hmm. uh with that i think we can call it a day here um we've got some guests coming on the show and we're excited about that if you have anything that you think we should talk about send it our way you can join our discord community uh we've got some podcast feeds in there and I think that's it. I think that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Subscribe if you're listening this far. Yeah. Do it. Uh, With that, we will call it a day. Craig, I'll catch you very soon, my friend. All right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds incredible. Extraordinary. You are an idiot sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Put put some bread on the side of your ears. (laughs) Look at yourself deeply in the mirror. And tell yourself you're an idiot sandwich. And on that note, we're out.